Hello, welcome to the Daily Quran for Wednesday, August 14th, 2019. I'm Stephen Tolton, and uh, I've been away from the mic for quite a while now. I think it's about maybe a month, but uh, I've just been really busy, and uh, I don't know, didn't have a lot to say, <laughs> I guess, over the last several weeks. Felt like maybe uh, this needs to be more of a quasi-daily podcast, not an everyday kind of thing. Starting to starting to burn me out, frankly, <laughs> doing it every day, because I don't necessarily have anything interesting to say every day, and I don't want to be wasting your precious time on uh, stuff that's not interesting to anybody. So, I, yeah, that's my excuse anyway. So, we'll see. It's been a nice little vacation, though, so I'm kind of back now. I don't know if I'm going to do it every single day, but I'm going to try to do it quasi-daily, get back in this swing of things. So, I guess let's get started with some updates here <clears throat> uh, on the podcast side of things. Still slowly working on kind of setting up some new podcasts. Not really a lot of news there yet. Takes a lot longer than you think to figure this stuff out. But on uh, other news, on Thursday last week, I, um, yes, it was last week, right? Checking my calendar because I'm like losing track of time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it was, I think it was, it was, it was, uh, last week. So last week there was a, <clears throat> our annual, our monthly meeting at Philly Coca Heads down in Indy Hall. And I, was actually gave a presentation for once, which I never seemed to do, but I was working with my friend Kotaro, and we did a presentation on dark mode. Uh, it's upcoming uh, iOS 13 feature that everybody's very excited about. So I, I got to give a demonstration uh, about dark mode, about how I have converted like 98% of whatever the uh, Drexel app to uh, be dark mode compatible for iOS 13. Uh, my manager even came and... Uh, saw the presentation and liked it, so that was cool. It was a fun time. I I really do want to do more of those presentations, so I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, I'm still playing around with Swift UI. Uh, honestly, haven't gone back to it in a while. It's so buggy still. <laughs> you know, and even the simple thing I'm doing, I kind of hit a roadblock of the uh, of the watch app that I was working on. I'm still working on where um, <clears throat> I, I just need to kind of go back and, and design some stuff. I got to the point where I was fooling around with Swift UI. And I was making like one of the major screens. I'm like, okay, this is final, but I was hoping that using Swift UI, I'd be able to prototype it faster. And you kind of can, except that the performance I was having because I was running Catalina off my hard drive and I was, uh, I don't know, it's just really slow. So I feel like uh, maybe go back to basics a little bit and design all the screens that I need to do because there's only so many of them uh, and play around some ideas, maybe in Sketch or something. And then come back to it this week. So, like, that's currently the plan. We'll see see how well that turns out. But I like SwiftUI, but definitely not ready for prime time. So uh, I still want to release something with, with it, and I don't have a whole lot of time to get my, my stuff together. But uh, uh, I might be a little late on that because, frankly, I've been spending all my time in iOS lately doing my day job app, uh, doing Drexel app and updating things in there, and that's taken a lot of focus and attention. Uh, it's kind of hard to switch gears after an entire day looking at, you know, updating it, like an app and then you just, you know, <laughs> have other things I'd like to do sometimes after like eight hours of, uh, of, uh, you know, programmery stuff. Uh, but it's coming along. The presentation, by the way, of dark mode stuff, there's some slides that we had somewhere. I don't know. I'll see if I can link to them or upload them somewhere so you can get to them. Because that was pretty good. If you're, if you're into dark mode, it was a nice little talk. Had some links in there to some resources that might be helpful. It's a few little tricks, though, about dark mode if you're 
into that kind of thing. Because you think it'd be really easy, right? It's just black and white, kind of. But, you know, there's some tricks as a developer you have to pay attention to how you're using colors and using, like, the dynamic colors to kind of automatically switch, you know, between, uh, you know, colors that are appropriate for light and dark modes. And um, <clears throat> to make sure you use, like, the semantic font choices in there, uh, which I did. And, and pay attention to what kind of background colors you're using on things because they can be radically different when you go into uh, dark mode. That kind of stuff. So it's not hard to convert things to dark mode. Some people did it in like a day. It's taken me like a month and a half, <laughs> honestly, just because of all the screens I have and the the app itself is a very old code base. So it's a mixture of storyboards and zip files and code and uh, just not not so easy to 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 get it all configured. With all the screens I had to do. So that's why it took forever. Most people I think are gonna have a much easier time getting dark mode to work on their apps, and so. When iOS 13 comes out, you should see a lot of apps uh, upgrade, uh, be updated with dark mode. So that'd be cool because I actually really like dark mode. So uh, besides that, my birthday was also last week, so that was cool. Had a whole birthday weekend kind of act- of activities. So I um, went downtown to Dawson Street Pub last Friday. Saw a show that included the, the band name the, <laughs> I love that name, Ejos from the Sparrows. My friend, Ed, my friend Ed Neenan, uh same Ed Neen, um did the song for this podcast. He drove some sparrows. Same same people, and then a new band that I never seen before was on the bill called John Smith Voyages, uh, who you know was great, like really great. And I'm gonna put links to all three of those bands' Facebook pages in the show notes so you can check them out because uh, I've talked about Ejos and the Sparrows before and how much I love them, and I probably talked about the before, but they're they're also really great. But John Smith Voyages was probably, and I think everybody in attendance there, let's say I would probably say they were the ones that kind of stole the show. I only got to see the second half of their their set. We got there a little late. But they were they had a very 70s kind of queen vibe to them. It was very entertaining, even though they were just in this cramped uh, pub. <laughs> but uh, they were really cool, and I hope to see more from them in the future. I, I don't know how long they've been around. I don't think they're, like, you know, brand new or anything, but this is the first time I've seen them. Uh, and I, th- I think they're from Pennsylvania, but not necessarily from the Philly area directly. But they were really good. Uh, just uh, original music. We had keyboards. We had a flute, I think, in there at one point. We had, you know, traditional rock, uh, you know, mu- uh, instruments and phenomenal singing. It was just a great stage performance. You know, it was great. It was a really fun time. So that's what I did on Friday and then Saturday. Actually, some friends. From Drexel came down. We all got together with some, this is me and uh, like four other people. We went. We played laser tag. Uh, that was really fun. Uh, and uh, we also went to this art, the arcade. So there's this place, you know, in I think Feasterville, Bolero, I guess it's called Bolero. I don't know how to pronounce it, but they have laser tag. They have an arcade and they have bowling. So we did all three of those things that day. And laser tag was fun. Uh, that's uh, that's that's always a fun time. Laser tag. We did the game of that. We did win, but only barely. <laughs> you know, the 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 it, it was tough. There was this one little kid who whose nickname um, the game assigns you nicknames, and it assigned him Reaper, I believe, and it was awesome name for him because this little kid, like you couldn't see him because he was below the level of like most of the obstacles. He was just like get me constantly. Some of this big guy, I'm like a giant target. And I was just getting hit. Like they were just hiding behind stuff, just attacking me left and right. I was. Uh, so I didn't have a very good uh, rate, a uh, uh, percentage rate, because I was often just kind of like like 
rapidly firing cover fire at these people. <laughs> but it was a uh, it was a lot of fun. Laser tag is always fun. We did only, we only got to do one game of that. Then we went to the arcade, and uh, the arcade was a fun. They have these big, uh, like giant screen versions of classic stuff. Like Pac Man was on there. That was a really cool one. But I played this uh, 3D game. Uh, it's like a shooter game with zombies and stuff, but it has, like, I guess it blows wind on you. You wear 3D glasses. It's loud as all hell. And it startled the crap out of me constantly. I mean, that's how the game is supposed to work. But, like, like every few moments, some zombie will just kind of run at you on the screen or growl at you or some glass will fly at your face or something like that in the 3D, and it was uh, a really fun, really fun game. I burned most of my credits on that one game just to get through the first level and a part of the second one. Very hard co-op game. Super difficult when you don't have someone else. But uh, smartly designed, though, actually. I can't remember the name of it, but it was really smartly designed because it had a lot of these enemies, and you need to have two players focus their shots in order to defeat them uh, and take them down faster. And It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I like those types of shooting games. We also played a an updated like Nintendo uh racer game, which I was cool. It was like a recent one, and that was a lot of fun too. I only played like two rounds of that, I think, and <clears throat> we were playing and uh, this game <laughs> like I think we went through like London and just the game just throws random stuff at you. It's like the city like was like falling apart while we were driving around it. It was like disasters happening or something, it just constant obstacles. It was a lot of fun. Very simple controls. Um, just had like one pedal and like a boost option and a steering wheel. So there was no no crazy um, stuff in there. Um, I kind of like the games that have a um, have a transmission mechanic where you, so you can like manually change your gears. And I, I don't think this one didn't seem to have that. I like that kind of thing. Cause I was trying to figure out how to how to like you know get the car to like accelerate sometimes. But uh, it was a lot of fun. It looked cool, and I, it's good to see Nintendo apparently still making arcade cabinet type games so that was cool um and then of course i played some skee ball because uh, you got to play skee ball when you're at the arcade then we went and did bowling uh and the bowling there is not the best bowling alley ever pretty good it's a little dimly lit for my taste but uh it was fun i actually broke a hundred on both games we got through which uh is not saying much as far as bowling goes but i haven't bowled in like i don't know a decade or more so uh i guess that's pretty good in that case got everything beeping at me here as i forgot to turn it off <sighs> do not disturb i wish i could just automatically turn on when i open GarageBand. anyway uh uh yeah so we did the bowling and uh, i won both games so that was nice and that was actually more fun uh, than i remember i mean that was that was a lot of fun it was uh i used to be in a league when i was a kid so i used to be a pretty good bowler but that was like many many years ago so i've forgotten all those skills and uh, uh i was uh a little hesitant sometimes and but you know i got some strikes got some spares got some uh less than than spares <laughs> uh ended up kind of squeaking out a couple of wins so that was a really good good time and then <clears throat> i guess sunday i just kind of chilled and uh did my last thing i wanted to do on my birthday weekend which of course go to the uh local my local favorite pizza place and i have a uh, have some slices oh i did it on monday actually um and sunday i don't even remember what the heck happened on sunday <laughs> So it was a long weekend, uh, a long weekend of like lots of stuff going on. <clears throat> I don't think I did much on Sunday actually, so because it was a, it was mostly a Friday and Saturday thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So 
that's about it, really. Uh, other than that, I mean, my I've just been really busy with uh, getting the app ready for iOS 13 and <clears throat> learning that stuff. Uh, I've been doing a lot of photography lately. <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, every week we have our our um, concerts here in Jengatown, so I've been taking photos at all of them, which <laughs> I haven't done that in years. <clears throat> I think last year I only did some of them. or, or what, This year I've been trying to hit every one of them <clears throat> that didn't get canceled because of weather. So I've been taking a lot of photos and trying to get them out, and I have, like, tons of photos in my backlog that are never going to see the <laughs> light of day, on, if I'm honest with myself. It's just, I just take too many photos when I go out. <clears throat> but it's really fun. I mean, I did take a couple from the the night uh, from last Friday. That was actually fun. Uh, I actually published them. I did, did the the thing that I don't always do, but uh, I was trying on Friday night because I was there mostly for fun, not to like take a whole ton of pictures. But uh, I took a few photos and I actually edited them on my iPhone, which is always a fun experience. Um, it works pretty well. I'm looking forward to iOS 13 because um, there should be some improvements there on the importing uh, for photos, I believe. iOS 13, I think. I have to check. But I, I thought that uh, at least at some point in iOS 13, you'll be able to import directly into Lightroom, which would really help my workflow. Um, but I do like uh, I like editing on an iPhone when you're right there in the bar. You know, you only take a, f- a photo or two and you just want to like publish it real quick, do some quick edits. Because you honestly have to do something when you it's a dark as all hell bar and <laughs> My poor camera was struggling, though. I really do feel the fact that I have a, a DX sensor, like a crop sensor, when I'm in an environment like that. Because uh, it's even with a 2.8 lens on a crop sensor, it's a little, it's a little hard to get the exposure right. But you know, I can still get good stuff out of it. It just takes a little bit more finesse and more processing afterwards. But anyway, uh, it's fun doing that there because you can get it right out. Get the get the photo published right out there, but you need to do some editing because I I have yet to be able to ever take a photo um, in a, such a dark environment and not have to do something with it, uh, especially like white balance and exposure and stuff. But uh, it's cool what you can do on your phone. It really is amazing. I mean, I have, I have an iPhone XS. I have a little adapter for my SD cards. Plug them right in. Plug them in there. Uh, upload the photos. Put them in the Lightroom. Do what you got to do, and publish them. It's amazing what you can do with technology nowadays. <laughs> it really is. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's gonna be kind of it. Today's kind of a bunch of uh, catch up as it's been a while. Uh, next on my agenda, I'm not really sure what is coming up next. <clears throat> well, there's some stuff this weekend, maybe I don't know. But we're getting near the end of summer, so I'm trying to finalize updates to the day job, you know, Drexel app. And uh, I guess, like, if I'm going to make any progress on any, any kind of watch, standalone watch app, then I got to get that moving, too. We've got one more side project Saturday coming up at the end of the month, which uh, should give me some time. Uh, but I'm trying to clear the decks and just go into the kind of the home, the home stretch here for iOS 13, uh, finalizing updates. But I think it's going pretty well so far. I mean, don't, I've been publishing some betas, been working okay. Um, the, I've been, I've been fixing a lot of bugs that have been there for like years, some of them. So that's been really good too. I think the app is going to be in a pretty good state. I'm a little concerned. And if someone's listening to this that knows anything about, about this, uh, please let me know. But I was, 
reviewing my notes, and I had something in there about how iPad support might become a problem in the future. Like, we might need to support all the crazy um, sliders and stuff like that in a future build. And I was trying to find where I got that idea from, because I also heard uh, on the Release Notes podcast from, I was behind, so it was from months ago, but Joe Splinsky was saying he might have it, have one of his apps he might not update because of the same thing. And I was trying to find a reference to this, and I found uh, this, the like the platform state of the union i think it was where they mentioned that in the future uh it'll be an app restore requirement next spring for you to support all screen sizes but i don't know what that means because it didn't go into detail because the my app currently supports all screen sizes technically like it supports ipad since for very long ago and it'll work but it just kind of like spread out on the it doesn't really do anything it doesn't work with uh doesn't work with slide over and all that kind of stuff as far as i know i don't have like a recent ipad to even test but i haven't i didn't implement any of that stuff so i'm like if the requirement is that i need to i need to support all the crazy ipad os stuff the split screen and the slide over and things that's a real problem that's a huge problem for me because this code base is so old uh and almost nobody uses it on ipad the amount of engineering effort to try to update all of that it would be immense i might as well rewrite the thing from scratch that's how much work it would be, I think, to get it all working. And if that's going to be a future requirement, then I'm kind of screwed. <laughs> so I hope not. I hope that uh, that's not exactly what Apple meant. Uh, and uh, I really hope they clarified it. If you have some clarity on this, uh, I would love to hear it because I have not been able to find any more information than like the one line of dialogue or the one line uh, during the talk of this, the Platform State of the Union where they, they just said, like, no more black bars what they were talking about at the time i'm like that's fine my app doesn't have black bars but here's the thing if i could just turn off ipad support i'm fully compatible with all the iphone sizes but i can't turn off ipad support because once you have it enabled in a universal app you're you're not allowed to submit a build with it off you just get an error because they don't because even apple doesn't want you to reduce functionality <laughs> but so i don't know i'm a little concerned about this because that, that kind of puts me on a ticking clock like if if the app is going to be uh, updates going to be rejected next spring because it doesn't support all the iPad stuff, I don't know. That that puts me on a, in a bind. But we'll we'll see what happens. It's 13's about to come out. Maybe we'll get some clarity at that point because I haven't found anything else about it. So and again, if you have any any information about that, let me know because uh, I'm sure I'm, the, I'm not the only one who's in this situation. The old code base. Okay, so uh, that's going to be it. I probably bored most of my audience who is a uh, local and has no idea what I'm talking about when I talk about the programming stuff. Uh, so sorry. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be it. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else I want to talk about today. I don't know. I think moving forward, I'm just gonna do this when I feel like it, when I have something that I want to talk about. Uh, so that means it's probably not gonna be every day because that's uh, a lot of work, first of all. But I just don't necessarily have anything to say every single day. Uh, it's I don't want to, and as as I said in the beginning, I don't want to bore people too much. I'm probably already failing at that right now <laughs> it's been like 20 minutes i think yeah going on 20 minutes in this podcast so it's an extra long one for you uh doing your commute today whenever you listen to this uh yeah so i think that's gonna be it so yeah my listens are way down which makes sense because i haven't been making new ones uh okay so i think that's gonna be it for today i am uh out of stuff to talk about for this wednesday august 14th 2019 whenever you're listening to this whether that be morning noon or night hope you have a uh great i don't know morning afternoon or evening 
<laughs> and I will talk to you next time. Later. Come on.